0: Hello, and welcome to Forward Church Online. In this weekly podcast, we hope that you'll have an encounter with God through inspire teaching and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today.
1: that there is such liberty in Christ and we would like to enjoy it here on earth before we arrive in heaven. We would like to enjoy the fullness of walking in the kingdom, that which you provided. When you took back in the garden what we gave up in the garden, we thank you. And now, Father, in these moments before we open up the bread of life, And receive words of instruction. How to live in the zone. And how to dominate in the zone. We now open up our hearts and our spirit. Like David of old. And we respond to the drumbeat of heaven. Captivate this room. Set us on fire. So when we walk out of here. Look out. We are difference makers in Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. I've not been here before either, so you're in good company. But here's what we're going to do. I just want you to start playing. And I don't care what you do, but I hope you turn it loose. I turned to my wife on that last song and I said, look at him. He's in the zone. It didn't even matter. He just walked right up in the zone and he just stayed there. I'm going to invite you to enjoy. I don't know what you might do. You might stand up and start cheering. You might start hollering. You might start moving your feet. You might not do anything. But I'm going to know who's in the zone for the next coming week. Are you ready? I don't care what you do. Just turn that thing loose. Are you ready? Because it's your moment in the presence of the Lord. Listen, David knew how to dance before the Lord. Too many chickens in the house. Turn it loose. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Just go for it. Come on. Come on. Bring it. Come on, bring it. Come on, turn it loose. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on, come on. Come on, bring it. Come on, bring it. Come on, come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on, bring it. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, give God praise in this place. Give God a crazy praise. Thank you. Turn to somebody and say, live in, the zone. live in the zone. Learn to dominate. Come on. Come on. Say it with me. Learn to dominate. Soon as I tell you why we did that, because I didn't know that was going to happen until the Holy Spirit asked me to do it. You know, we obey others before we obey God. That's called idolatry. When you do what others want you to do, you're walking in idolatry and their shackles will become your shackles. Why I ask him to do that is so that today, God has asked me to announce over this region, not just in this house, that we are free from fear. We're going to go there. Secondly, God has asked that I would announce over this region, and you're in this house, the region's bigger than the house, and the kingdom's bigger than the region. Y'all need to lock in to what the Word of the Lord is this morning. Stop drifting. Listen, if you drift under the sound of the Word of the Lord, you have no shot out there tomorrow. Stop drifting under the sound of the Word of the Lord. So God's going to eliminate fear in this place today. God's going to eliminate failure in this place today. Some of you are sitting on go, but the devil wants to remind you of yesterday. Let go of yesterday. And then the third thing we're going to look at, turn to somebody and say, we might be here a while. Before I get to that last one, I heard while we were up in Ohio this past week, I heard that you had one of the shortest services and one of the best ever. These ladies brought it down. Thank you, Amy and Robin. Please take us to class so we can learn how to teach like that. Oh, you're not supposed to say it like that. Great job. And I heard it was to the point, and you got out before it was dark. Wow, that's a miracle on a Wednesday night. Because we love this house. We love having fun in the house of the Lord. And I heard they did a great, great job. So we're really proud of the anointing of the Lord on their lives. The third thing that the Lord asked that I would announce this morning to this region and to this house in his kingdom. By the way, you used to be citizens of this world, you are now citizens of his kingdom. So you've got to say goodbye to the old ways. Are you ready? Some of you are in here this morning with false friends. And God wants to set you free from false friends. Friends that appear to be on your team until all hell breaks loose and they're always walking. Come on church, I knew that would be a little bit too much for you. It's amazing how adults like to talk to their teenagers about peer pressure, but they're still under it. Man, if you don't walk with me, you don't walk. Not with me. If you can't meet me on the mountaintop and you can't meet me in the valley, you don't belong. And those aren't words, that's a lifestyle. I look for fellowship more than I look for friendship. My friendship's already anchored in Christ. He's my constant companion. He promised that he would never leave me nor forsake me. So I don't run around looking for people, for friends. I look for fellowship. Fellowship in the valley and fellowship on the mountaintop. Those who come and stay, not come and go. So we're going to take a little look this morning. And how God wants to liberate this region, stretch it, to the nation, to the nations. Freedom from fear. Freedom from failure. Freedom from false friends. Are you ready to go to work? You weren't invited in here by none other than the Holy Spirit. And He is the ultimate teacher. All other teachers and educators, even with PhDs, must bow. To the teacher. And the teacher is the Holy Spirit. I wish this place was jam-packed with professors and all of the other scholars. Because they must bow their knee to the ministry of the Holy Ghost. Uh, So if you have your Bibles, you want to go to John chapter 8 verse 36. There Jesus says these words. If the Son therefore shall make you free. You shall be free indeed. We were driving down the highway. I don't know which way, if it was north or south. Could have been going up or coming back. And I saw this military sign, and it captured me immediately. It was a military picture of soldiers. And the slogan on that picture was this. Do you have what it takes? And I'm asking you this morning, because we used to sing in the church, Soldiers of Christ, and I'm a soldier in the army, and all of those things. I want to ask you this morning, and you don't have to answer it out loud. Your footsteps will prove if you have it or if you need it. Do you have what it takes? For what, pastor? To get rid of all fear. Stop hiding behind fear. Do you have what it takes to let go of your past failures? Stop talking about what used to be and start planning for what will will be. It's okay to fill in the blank. That's not a bad way to learn. And then the third one, do you have what it takes to let go of friends that are snipers, that are haters, That are constantly dragging you back. Do you have what it takes? You see, it's one thing to quote whom the sense sets free is free indeed. It's another thing to start living that way. Come on now. Let's take our Bibles and go to 1 John chapter 4 and verse 18. And as you're turning, I want to share with you a story about Martin Niemöller. Martin Niemöller on January the 25th, 1934... Man, I almost pulled a teacher moment, a classroom teacher moment. Some of you would not want me in the classroom with you, but you have to know I wouldn't want you in the classroom with me. Martin Niemöller in 1935, on January the 25th, excuse me, 1934, went face to face, toe to toe with Adolf Hitler. I'm talking about fear for a few moments. He approached him and spoke to him one-on-one and told him about his faith in Christ and his need of Christ. January the 25th, 1934. He was arrested immediately. That did it right there, brother. I was with you until you started talking about a cost. For this ministry to be where it is today, there was a price that's been paid. For this ministry to go where God wants it to go, there will be a price to be paid. Do you have what it takes? Or do you just kind of slide in so you can tip your hat to God and go, I did my Sunday thing. Stop doing it. Stop doing your Sunday thing. If you go after academics and athletics the way some of you follow Christ, you would never accomplish anything. Now remember, I've been in the classroom and I've been a coach. And not a part-time coach. Not a CAAA coach. A rock and roll in your face coach. And I'm telling you this morning that there needs to be a giddy-up in our step for Jesus Christ. God needs some young men and young women who will absolutely go toe-to-toe with enemies and adversaries of the cross of Jesus Christ and declare, what I have, you need it. Fear overwhelmed Martin as he was walking to the place of imprisonment. As he was walking, one of the soldiers recognized that he was beginning to tremble. But at least he took a stand for the Lord. The soldier leaned over to him and said, these words, you'll find them in Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 10. He leaned over and whispered, the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run to it and are safe. With that, he threw back his shoulders, picked up his chest, picked up his step, and he began to walk in confidence because the name of the Lord is a strong tower. If you're going to overcome fear, you better know how to run to that strong tower. This morning, in Jesus' name, as we look at these verses, I want you to face any fear that's been trying to dominate your life and dismiss it in Jesus' name. In 1 John chapter 4 and verse 18, it says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear has torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. So if you are operating in fear, you're not operating in the principles of the kingdom. There's no fear in the kingdom. It wasn't Elijah, it was Ahab who said, Hast thou found me, O my enemy? As the prophet walked in to tell him what he had done with Naboth's vineyard. It's time for the world to begin shaking a little bit when you show up. Most of the world is not afraid of us because they know we don't carry much. I was reminiscing as we had all those hours of travel, and I said to my sons, I said, there were specific teams that we didn't even need to prepare for. Just go play and bring it home. And that was tough to prepare kids for those kind of events. And most Christians want to live in those kind of events where you don't prepare, where you're not doing anything to exercise the gifts that God's put inside of you. Wake up and begin to see who God is inside of you. An excellent quote that I want to share with you. (coughs) Excuse me. Let me not pray to be sheltered from dangers, but to be fearless in facing them. Let me see how many men are fearless in here this morning. Stand up. Oh my God, he just caught me off guard. How many, how many women are fearless in this place? Absolutely fearless. Let's make a declaration over this whole house. Because everyone's going to walk out of here fearless this morning. Watch people begin to stand up as we begin to declare. In case you weren't listening, some are standing and some are waiting to stand. God wants to eliminate fear in our lives. You can't operate in the kingdom with fear. Let me help you guys out here. If I don't finish this message this morning, it's okay. You can have the rest of it next Sunday. But you already have been told by the Holy Spirit that He wants fear, failure, and fake friends out of your life. Out of your life. So eyes up, watch other people begin to stand up. Remain standing, please. Last Sunday afternoon we began driving to Ohio, but last weekend, I received a call from home. Listen closely, please. There is no fear in God's kingdom." As I received a phone call from Columbus, the words were these: "It doesn't look good for Steve and your brother. And he, listen closely, church, this is not a pastime ministry for me. I am on the front line, and I will remain on the front line until I go home to be with the Lord. I will never come off the front line. I will never, ever surrender, ever surrender as long as I have breath in the kingdom of our God. Now listen, you just read the scripture that love casts out fear. Fear does not operate in the kingdom. But the word that was given to me was this. He is so afraid, so scared. His face and his eyes reveal what's going on inside. Knew the Lord, loved the Lord, knew where he was going. But when fear is at your doorpost, it's tough for the miraculous to break, to break through. Now in Jesus' name. We're going to make a declaration over our lives so that we can function and operate without fear. So if I walk up to you sometime and say, hey, I want you to share your testimony on such and such, you won't drop your head. Whenever kids would drop their heads with me when I was coaching, I just said, go back to the bench. Stay there. In fact, you might want to turn your uniform in because I don't need you. You might be thinking, man, he's kind of crazy. Think whatever you want. I get rid of false friends. This is not a playground. This is open warfare between darkness and your life and your future and all of your loved ones. You better learn how to fight in the kingdom. Pastor, I don't believe that. The kingdom of God suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. Oh boy. Man, we really love that worship. Man, that was so cool getting the groove on. Man, that was Man, now he's come up here. What's he all about? Winning the battle for you. Facing darkness and going through Let's make a declaration and I'm trusting God that others will stand and to say, oh no, in the presence of the Most High God, fear will not dominate my life. Where He leads me, I will follow. I'll go with Him all the way. Are you ready? Here we go. Father, I thank You that You have given me a spirit and a mind that is sound, it is reasonable, and it's empowered By the Holy Ghost, and I am not afraid, nor am I ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Therefore, I dismiss all fear out of my life. I am a champion of the faith. Give God praise. As you're seated, turn to somebody and say, I have what it takes. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. After listening to John Gray on the way home, a different message. I said to myself, I don't know what will happen, but I'm not watering down or holding back anything for anybody. If they come in easy and leave easy, now I know the cards they were playing. God is looking for us. God is looking throughout the earth. Who will stand in this hour? Who will be a Martin in the face of darkness and be able to say, What I have, you need. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7 says, God hath not given us the spirit of fear. So if your life is being dominated by fear, it didn't come from the Father. So Listen, what you want to do is this. You want to call it out, and you want to face it, and then you want to tell it what it has to do. Leave in Jesus' name. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Man, it's dangerous when I hear people say things like, Man, I'm losing my mind. Man, I'm going crazy. The power of life and death is in your tongue. That is Scripture. I heard John Gray say this. Please stir yourself right now. Stir yourself. You have the rest of the day to rest and to relax and to review what God's done in here for you. Listen closely. John Gray said in a message, the enemy waits for you to open up your mouth and he moves based on what you say. So if you say, man, I'm really losing it. Man, I think I'm crazy. Man, I don't know what happened to my mind. The enemy goes to work on that immediately. Speak life. Speak life. Speak life. Okay, let me tell you how crazy I really am. Before we left, Because of the arrangements, i only give you this piece. Don't ask for more. Dang, this guy's for real. Darn straight. I made a phone call to the funeral home and said, I've got to leave early. We will not be able to stay there Friday night. I want to be able to come in and honor my brother. And give respect to my youngest brother. So I took my sons and we went in. He left on Monday morning. This is now somewhere either Thursday or Friday. It doesn't matter. That stuff all ran together. As I walked in, I said to the Holy Spirit, I said, I know what Jesus did with Lazarus. Let me just come on down here one time. Some of you are starting to back up a little bit. I said, let me ask you, Father, would you like for me to go in and call him forth? What should I do with this? Because see, the Bible says that you can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Unless you got a popcorn Bible. With a sissified faith. He wasn't laying in a casket. He was laying on a piece of steel. Y'all a little nervous? I said, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? Should I call him back or do I leave it as is? And there was total silence from heaven. I left it as is. But I was willing and ready. I'm looking for the opportunity to call the dead back to life. That's right. Where's your faith at? Do you have what it takes? Who are you? Oh, you just sliding into the kingdom? Trying to find a place on the team? to sit on the bench or do you want to come off that bench and do you want to compete for the cause of Jesus Christ where are you and who are you this morning are you who God said you are are you walking in what God says you can walk if the Lord would have said to me go for it or something crazy like that I would have put my hands right on him and I would have said Stephen Curtis Weber rise up now in Jesus name You're stupid. That's your thought, not mine. God is looking for people who will not be captivated by fear. Before we opened up the door, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said this. I've got this. Where are you this morning? Are you where God wants you to be? Where you will pray for the sick? You will still believe in miracles and divine healing? Even when it doesn't come your way, will you still stand for others? Or do you base your faith on your experience and knowledge? I said to my son, I said most Christians live in this realm. They base their faith on what they know and what they've experienced, not on the revelatory truth of God's word. I'm about to start praying in the Spirit, but I don't know what that might cause you to do. Well, why would you not do that, Pastor? Because the Apostle Paul said this, I've become all things to all men that I might win some. I know when I've got an open heaven and an open chamber just to begin to let it flow and to begin to pray out of my innermost being with living water. Just because you don't want to be a Michael Jordan doesn't mean others can't be. That's right. Come on. Amen. I was going to go with somewhere else and I'll leave that. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 33. I might get to failure. I might skip that one and go to friends because I think there's some, I know. There's some individuals in here right now that have been castrated. Huh, what? Well, my God, do you hear what he just said? My, oh my God, He just did you know what he just said? That's it. I'm not ever coming back here. Praise God from whom all blessings <laughs> flow. There are some of you that have had tremendous setbacks because you were leaning on friends when you should have been leaning on his bosom. And it has affected you deeply. Let go of shallow people and shallow thinking and shallow ways and gravitate to the friend who sticks closer than a brother. His name, Jesus Christ. Give him praise. I'm sure some of you are wondering, where's the Bible? That was a scripture verse I just gave to you. There is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Let's see, one of my three brothers, home with the Lord. He's gone. He's present with the Lord, but he's still here. I'm talking about Jesus. I want you to hook up with your best friend. His name is Jesus Christ. He will never leave you, nor will he forsake you. He will go with you all the way. And when others can't deal with your emotions and your thoughts, he understands. I'm preaching to somebody in here right now. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33. This is what fear does. I had a running debate with the Holy Spirit as uh, Bradley was driving. Not because he was driving, but because I couldn't understand this verse. But he alone would be enough. 1 Corinthians chapter, more about that later, not today. 1 Corinthians 14, 33. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. I want to pause right there, and I thank God for always shedding light on scriptures we've been sleeping on. Many of you know that verse, have quoted that verse, but would you like a new insight? Here it is. Because you see, God's word has truth behind the truth. God's word has truth behind the principles. When you read something, you look at it, you take it at face value, but behind that stands God. In all of His omnipotence, in all of His omniscience, in all some of you need to get a hookup with God. Oh, you're waiting. Here's the proof and evidence that individuals operate in fear. Are you ready? They're always confused. And there's no peace. You walk by them and you're like, Lord Jesus, I don't want what you got. I'm not talking about your clothes and I'm not talking about your cologne. I'm talking about what they carry. Wherever there is. I may just stop right here this morning and let God break things through right here. Because it's not the length of the message. It's are you getting it? Let me explain it to you this way. Before I taught athletes to dribble uh, dribble with both hands, we worked on right-hand dribbling. Then we'd work on left-hand dribbling. Then we'd put two balls in their hands, and then they had to go to work. So if you can't get step one, I don't need to take you to step two. So what is the proof that somebody is walking in fear? There's confusion in there. Young people, you need to really pay attention because this is where I really screwed up as a teenager. And I took my sons back to that high school and I showed them that high school and that field and the stadium and all of that. But it was at high school that I was always hanging around young people that were confused. But I didn't come from a confused background, but I started operating in confusion. What they carried, I began to carry. If you want to be a champion, you need to associate with a champion. I would rather spend 20 minutes with Michael Jordan than just have his autograph. Because maybe he would say something that would be imparted to me that I could gather and live forever. Forever. So how do I know, pastor, if this is where we're going to stop this morning, how will I know if I'm living in fear or there's others around me that are fearful? Confusion, number two, no peace. Always in a turmoil. You walk into their home and you're aware of it right away. It's like, my God, what is this? Is there anybody here this morning? Anybody getting a hold of what God is saying? The church has been riveted with confusion and the lack of peace. And our generation that we're looking at is paying for it. What we need in our homes is no fear. No confusion. Here's the game plan, and we're sticking to it. Suck it up, let's go. Suck it up, let's go. Bring it and keep bringing it. And don't deviate from the plan. I know the Holy Spirit is here, and He's talking one on one to some of you who've been deviating. Every time God shows you something, you go, Well, could there be a plan B? Well, God, could I get another plan? Well, Lord, I, you know what? I don't like that one either. Is there anything else that I could kick over? I disagree with everything you're doing, God. Well, then guess who's God? You are. You are God. Someone needs to hear me say this again this morning. Stop deviating from the plan that God's given to you. When God puts something in motion, roll with it. When God gives you a rock and roll, be willing to rock with that and go all the way. That's how you overcome fear. You absolutely look at it, you face it, you know it's there, but you will not surrender to it. Come on, church. So I got a phone call coming back, whatever day that was. Too much traveling. In such a short time. And after the uh, viewing Friday. I've always wondered about viewings. They're not there. Sometimes I don't want that to be the last picture that I have. In my mind. But I understand we've got to go through that process. That's what we did. But I got a phone call saying. That when my other brother. Which is younger than I am. (laughs) I'm going to stop all the nonsense right there. He got back to my mother's home first, and he found a door open. I'm talking about fear in case you are shagging flies right now. Let me just help you as we come down the stretch. If you shag flies under the anointing of God, I know what you're going to get out there. You're going to get a busted jaw. If you cannot sit and receive the anointing of the Lord right now, and you can't lock into what God's saying right now, you, I, ooh, 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 you better get to the secret place before tomorrow comes. And the enemy loves to see broken down Christians. Like one of the things I didn't want to see happen was any. Of the, every time we passed a vehicle that was stopped or they're having problems on the side of the road, Lord help them. Don't let that be us, but help them. I think the enemy loves to see Christians out on I-75. I'm using an analogy, please. With broken down vessels. He just giddy up and laughs. There they are again. All broke down. God wants you whole. God wants you healthy. And God wants you successful. And God wants you to prosper. Now stomach that. Stomach it. And I'll give you the scripture behind it. That would be 3 John. Where John says... I want you to be in hell, and I want you to prosper as your soul prospers, which would be your will, your emotions, and your thoughts. Ladies and gentlemen, line them up. Your will, your emotions, and your thoughts. All I'm talking about this morning is this. Do you have what it takes? Do you carry what the world is looking for? Can you point them to a high that is greater than all the things the world has? Can you give them something that they need? So he finds the door open. He won't go in because the door is open. What's he do? Man, he was so jacking me up while I was there. What a... He sat out on the porch and Waited. For Stephen's son and my mom to come home. He said out there, oh, wait till I see him. Wait till I see him in September. Lord Jesus, I'm gonna jump all over his junk. And then when Nathan came in, that would be Stephen's brother, son, excuse me, they had to go through every room and check everything. I know, I know, you're so I know, so bored. But the Bible says that the angels of the Lord encamp round about those that fear him. I would have walked right in there and said, if you're in here, you better get your out of here because I'm coming. I'm not very big, but I will kick you uh, right out of this, right now. I know, I know, I know. I know you're thinking while you're sitting there, he's just doing that because people start clapping. You don't know me. You really don't know me. It's ten after twelve. Give me about ten minutes and I want to stop. There's a quote that may come up on the screen and it said this. Thinking will not overcome fear. Action will. And you some of you need to start acting. Really acting. Really stepping up. I'm going to bypass failure. I'll come back with the Lord's permission. I want to talk just briefly about friends, false friends. They're friends that hold you back. They're friends that want you to stay where they are, where they've already been. Where they're going to stay, they want you to stay. Mm. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, young people. Don't be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. So if you're hanging out with everybody that's doing things that you shouldn't be doing, it's going to rub off on you. I let our dogs out yesterday. Anybody need two dogs, I'll give them away. Today, I'll give you two beautiful dogs. But they're both loaded with fleas. Dare I say this? I did, ask the Lord the other day when I got home working in the yard. I said, why couldn't you have taken those two and left my brother? I know, that just ticked somebody off. Because they are not my friends. And I know some of you are big on on animals. God bless you. But I have good news for you. When I realized that every five feet, because I let them out of their pen which is a nice pen. I don't know why they can't stay there. They're bad friends. I let them out, and every five feet, they'd stop, and there they go, just a-digging and a-scratching and a-rolling. I said, Lord Jesus, I can't put up with this and some other things that you couldn't handle. And I tripped them up with a surprise. I went right over to the food area and got more food and put it back inside the fence. Job done. Because that's where they need to be. They need to be where the fleas are. You, Young people, adults, you can't run with everybody. When we went back to where I grew up and to the high school, I thought back and I shared some things I probably shouldn't have shared because that wasn't the person I am today. Adults, because you like that when I said to the young people, watch out for those flea-bitten friends you've got. Put them back where they belong. And if you've got to trick them and give them some food to get there, get there. But continue to invite others to come and get them. Anybody need two dogs? By the way, the Bible does say, it was Paul who wrote, Beware of the dogs in church. There are dogs in the church. Did you know that? I'm inside five minutes. Man, you know what he called me? He called me. I didn't call you a dog. I didn't even I didn't use your name. I just said there's dogs in the church. Yeah, right. How will I know? Because every time you go about five feet, they're stopping and complaining or they're biting. Ah, woo, ah, oh. And you can't get them going. Breathe, breathe. Help them, Lord. Let me give you these two quotes as we close. Fake friends are like autumn leaves, they're scattered everywhere. Right. And the best way to stand out is to stop trying to fit in. Come on, church. As we move to the finish line, let's go back to the parents. It was good for me to go back to where I grew up at the high school level. Because it told me that's not who you are. Why are some of you still trying to relive your teenage years through your children? Oh, that did it. That did it right there. That did it. He had no business saying that. Well, since you don't think so, let me say it again. Why are some of you trying to relive your life through your kids? And why are you still trying to be a teenager when you're now in your 30s or 40s? Why not grow up? Are you a fake friend? Hold on. Are you a fake friend to yourself? Are you one of those individuals like Judas who would come up and plant a kiss on Jesus? When in your heart you've got a whole nother message that you're about to deliver? Why is it that we always feel we've got to hang around people who've got money? Judas would tell you there's no purpose in money. That's why he threw it all away and hung himself. I've got to be seen at all times with everybody that's got everything. Man, let me walk with nobody, everywhere, with nothing. I'm going to bring to you the real gospel, not the temporary gospel of the United States of America. God is inviting us today to lay down all fear. God is inviting us to take a look and examine at who's in our lives. Again, you've heard me use this quote as we close. Sweetheart, he said that three times already. Has he lost his memory? Almond Gunner said to me again the other day, he said to me, Coach, you've got to remember this. How many times have I told you this? People select themselves in and people select themselves out. Keep moving. When people choose to step out of your life, let it go. Don't beg them to come back. Wave to them. The Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Reva Heidi Else. Because when you can release, then you can receive. Right. You've got to be able to release. Here comes the altar call. Here it is. It's going to be right in front of us. Listen, please, I have preached at a level that I want you to receive that level. Just like the Lord's been speaking to me in our educational system, there are level one students all the way up to level five students. And He spoke to me and He said, it's the same thing in the church. But if you would like to move to another level and you want to get fear out of your life, in a moment I'm going to invite you to stand up and walk down. Please don't come if you're not serious about getting rid of fear. I'm not making fun of him, and I hope he doesn't listen to this on podcast. But when you see the door open, don't sit out on the porch. Bust that door open and go in there and go, hey, you in there? You better get your out of there. This is not an hour for wimpy Christians. We are in an all out war. Not with people, not flesh and blood, but with spiritual darkness in high places. I'm amazed at how many athletes know how to grind it out on a football field, but they can't grind it out for Christ. That means football's their God. That means basketball's their God. That means soccer is their God. I had better bring my best to the kingdom. And I'm a violent man. Because I take things violently for the king. I'm about rescuing the perishing and caring for the dying. If fear has been an issue in your life and you want to move to another level, I want you to come right now. And if there's a friend in your life... That God wants you to absolutely release to Him. If you're having friend problems, I want you to come. My goodness. Make room. Come up close. I'll even chew a piece of gum. That'll help you. Man, there's nothing worse than be up front working with people or having people work with you. And all of a sudden you go, my God, that's not the anointing. (laughs) Let people come. Let people make sure we're all around. Man, that's so cool. Can you get there? We're just standing for two things this morning. Then they're going to minister in song, and then they're going to close out with a great song, Breaking Chains. I took my sons past a home of a young man who really was tight with me in high school. He and I did things you don't want to know about. I was about to start sharing with my son some of the stuff we did. And the Holy Spirit checked that. Like, don't say anything about that old person. That person's dead. And don't put down the other person, but let that go. Some of you are standing right now asking God, help me in regards to some friends that really have come up fake. And they're false. And then, Lord, all this fear has got to stop I'm not going to sit out there anymore regardless of the travesty like the devil tried to scare me as we walked into the funeral home going all these years of ministry you've never seen a person like this he won't be in the casket you sure you want to go in there you know what I told him who would like to know what I told him I thought you guys were scared you're not scared I told him to go to hell. I just kept right on walking, right up to the door. (gasps) I can't believe he said that. Well, how do you like being beat by him every day? I didn't talk back. In fact, it was Dr. A.W. Tozer who wrote a book. I talked back to the devil. That's a great man of God, Dr. A.W. Tozer. So I just turned to him and I said, go to hell. That's my brother and I'm walking in there and I'm not afraid. I don't know what you're going to have to say to fear, but you better say something. And I'm not asking you to go out and sabotage any friends, but the Lord will tell you what you need to do. And I want you to obey his plan. Y'all ready? Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the word this morning. And we do have what it takes. I first of all want to declare that over every one of us that are standing or kneeling here at the front we do have what it takes we are coming under the sound of the gospel we hear the word of the Lord today and we are not going to let fear dominate us and rule us and sabotage our future so we dismiss fear in Jesus name you've given us a sound mind and you've given us love And there's power in us. And then, Father, many of us can look over the scroll time of our life. And we see where friends have influenced us more than you have. So we ask for forgiveness. And I want you to do that across this room right here. Just ask the Lord to forgive you where you allowed outside influences to be greater than his inside influence. Just ask the Lord. To, you don't have to just say, forgive me, I'm wrong. I was wrong. Now, the last piece is not my prayer. It's going to be your prayer. Ask God for a game plan on how to handle some false, fake friends. Friends that will not come through when you're going to need them. I almost could prophesy right here. Because there's some individuals standing here in the front. That if you don't get this squared away, they absolutely are going to bring you down. Because you're leaning the wrong way. Ask God for a game plan. And then I'm going to close with prayer. And then the team is going to worship. And we're going to high five each other and say, I've got what it takes. Get your your game plan. Ask the Lord. He'll, He'll script it so fast. How do I do it, Lord? Is it a phone call? What do you? How do I do this? Is it a step process? How do I do this? Show me what to do, Lord. Now, Father, I thank you that your word has been given and received. Now, I ask that you would seal the word of the Lord to our hearts. This is a day of freedom. We are enjoying 31 days, Father, of freedom and then beyond. But in order for us to walk in freedom... We must now let go of all fear, and we do, and we must begin to look at those who are around us who is in the circle of influence, and we are. And we give you praise and honor and glory, and I thank you. I praise you from the bottom of my heart. For true friends, good friends, in Jesus' name, all of us that are standing, declare amen. Now let's make a declaration together. Can we do it? Wow. People down before the Lord. That's awesome. Let's make a declaration. Father, I thank you. I have what it takes. I am more than a conqueror. You can count on me in the kingdom to walk in a sound mind. I have good friends. I have close friends. And my closest is Jesus. Jesus. Come on, church, it's Jesus. Come on.
0: Thanks for listening to this edition of Forward Church Online. We hope this has been a blessing in your life and that you'll share this and other great resources with your friends. We want to invite you to explore our webpage at www.myforwardchurch.org. There, you'll find online giving, church events, and so much more. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Twitter as there's always something happening around Forward Church. If you're ever in our area, we'd like to extend an invitation to come be a part of one of our live worship experiences. Thanks again for listening to the Forward Church online podcast. Have a great week.